Hi there. Welcome to In the Clinic with Camille. My name is Camille Freeman. I am a licensed nutritionist and registered herbalist. And in this podcast, I bring to you little tips and tidbits that may be helpful for other practitioners. Today, I'm really excited to share an interview that I've done with Oren Herx. Oren is an herbalist who has been in practice since 2010, working in Nova Scotia. He also teaches a year-long beginner's herbal medicine program, which we'll touch on in this interview. The reason that I asked Oren to come and join us is because he and Ember Peters are developing an intermediate herb program. And I wanted to talk to Oren about the process of developing these types of programs, how it's been to collaborate, and where these programs fit in terms of the clinical work that he's doing. I thought this might give other people some ideas, especially folks who are thinking about doing their own longer-term programs. So Oren is very experienced. He often does herb walks. He is a registered herbal practitioner with the Herbalist Association of Nova Scotia, and he is also on the board of directors of that organization. So let me just share with you the interview. I hope you enjoy, and I hope you will click over to learn more about uh, the work that Oren's been up to and the Maritime Herb School. All right, Oren, welcome back. Welcome back to In the Clinic. You're our first guest to ever come back a second time. So excited. The reason that I wanted you to come on here is because you have a new program coming up. And this, I know this is a collaboration, and I thought it would be really interesting to just talk to you about what's a little bit different about this program, how it's been different preparing, what it's like to work with somebody else, all kinds of different topics. So I'm wondering, as we set the stage here, can you just tell us about the program that you normally run and then this new program and how they're different? Sure. Yeah. So I run, a, like, I've been running a what I'm going to call a beginner, I call it the fundamentals of herbal medicine, year-long program. So it's like 10 days out of the year, one Sunday a month. So we just follow the seasons and it's more or less an introduction to the principles of herbal medicine, botany, plant ID, medicine making. Uh, you know, we do a little bit of anatomy and physiology, just enough to, to, to try to understand how the herbs work, you know, in the different body systems and things like that. So, and it's a fully in-person program. So that's, I've been doing that for, gosh, three or four years now. And, and just this last year, Ember, Ember Peters, a colleague of mine, they approached me with this idea to do an intermediate program, something that's not really a program that's kind of program that's not really offered around here yet. So it was kind of a neat opportunity, both to work with somebody else and to teach at a, at a higher level. So, so this has been sort of in the works now for, we started talking about it about a year ago when we first started meeting about it and the application deadline closes in a couple of weeks. So, and it's starting in May. Wow. So give us a short version of what is this new program and what's going to be involved. Okay. So, so we're calling it an intermediate herbal medicine program. So my beginner program is, uh, it's basically like 60 hours total, you know, it's about six hour days and this program is 250 hours. So it's a significantly larger commitment. It's 10 full weekends out of the year. And there's also like a bunch of online modules that we're preparing that people will be reviewing in between the weekends. So there's going to be about like 12 hours of online content a month on top of the 10, on top of the in-person weekends. 
So we get to cover a lot more. So we're going to do like in-depth Materia Medica on 50 plants. We're going to have a you know classes on herbal pharmacology, you know, all kinds of other things. Now it's like leaving me, but, you know, obviously herbal therapeutics for a bunch of different conditions. We're, we're, we're keeping it to kind of what we're going to call like self-limiting conditions. So not really into like some of those chronic conditions that would be the realm of clinical practice. We're not billing this as a clinical program. It's not a clinical program, but we'll talk about, you know, like respiratory issues and like, you know, constipation and diarrhea and dysbiosis and sort of things like kind of your the things that a lot of people experience, but not going into like, you know, autoimmune conditions or more serious things like that. So, so we're going to do all that therapeutics. There's going to be anatomy and physiology. We're actually going to be partnering with Tammy Sweet, who does this online anatomy yeah. and physiology program. That was kind of one of the ways that we were trying to make it easier for ourselves so that we don't have to teach, you know, everything that we want to teach. Like that was actually one of my, uh, one of the things that was very daunting about it. Maybe we can get into that a bit later, but that was nervous about teaching all of this content, even sharing it with another person, it still felt like initially I was like, whoa, this is for me, this is a lot to teach. And anyway, so we're going to do, there's going to be a module on ethics and obviously a big piece on botany and plant identification and herbal safety and oh, herbal nutrition. We're going to have like a whole nutrition module, which will cover like nutrition, nutrition, but also like a focus on, on using herbs in a nutritive way, which is personal passion of mine. So <laughs> Yeah. And a few other things that I'm probably forgetting. Yeah. Cool. So this is a, this is an in-person program. So it was originally, we originally built it as a, just an in-person program with an online component, but then quite a few people were like, oh, I'm really interested in this, but I don't live close enough. I can't make it. And, you know, and we started talking about it. And so we decided now that we're, we're, we're seeing about offering We've said we're offering now a fully online version. And so we just figured it out, like how we would do it. I, I don't know if that will end up happening. Depends if we have enough online students sign up. So we decided we need three or four online students to sign up to make it worth our while to do all the recording and everything. And the way we're going to do it is, well, the online component is already there. But for the live classes, we're going to do like a live stream, not like a Zoom thing, because that can be kind of distracting for in-person, for an in-person class. But it'll be like a live stream and there'll be a chat so people can ask questions that are that are joining us online. So that'll be kind of the the version for the online program. I used to work in video production. So to me, that part is like, whatever, we can figure that out. It was more like the figuring out the cost, the added costs of, of it, because we'll have to have a dedicated person doing that recording. It's not something we can just do ourselves on the fly to do it properly. Right. So, so that's just, it was just a matter of getting enough people signed up to do it. So we'll see. We may or it may or may not go the online versions. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, we'll get into the, some of the details in a minute here, but one thing that came up for me when you were talking is, are you using, since you are going to be having some online portions of it, and then also some in-person portions, are you using some kind of learning management system? Are you running this on your own website? Like, how are you dealing with that angle of things? Yes. So our plan is to use this learning management system called Moodle. Now, the the reason we're going with that one, like, I don't think it's the easiest one to set up on your own. It's like an open source thing. But Ember's partner is like a computer programmer person. So they have offered to work with us to set it up on Moodle. So we just kind of happen to have a person in our corner that can yes. 
that can do it. So, so that's how we're going with, with Moodle. I don't know anything about it, except that I, you know, know what it does, kind of all the things that a learning management system would do. So the things, the things, yes, the I've, I've taught with Moodle before. Oh, you have. Okay. You're familiar with it. All right. I am. I am. Okay. So cool. I, I wanted to just dive into some of the details here, because as you know, the folks who listen are primarily other practitioners who might be either teaching themselves or thinking about teaching. And I, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about how the teaching fits in with your clinical work. Do you think of these as two totally separate things? Do you say, I'm going to do like half and half? How do you conceptualize that? Okay. So do you mean in terms of just like how it fits in logistically into my practice or how do I feel the two things kind of serve each other or both? I think both, either, both. Okay. So, so for me, you know, I have my clinical work and so I, I don't see a ton of clients right now. I'll, I'm seeing like, you know, 15 clients a month kind of thing. So that's my, my client work. And then I also like formulate for my clients and I make medicine and I slow path my client work. I have my medicine making and formulating and getting the medicine to my clients. That's like another component, the apothecary component of my practice. And then, yeah, there's the teaching. So in terms of like how I work it out, it, it seems to be like about, I don't know if I would put it into half-half. With this new program, I'm going to be doing more teaching, a lot more teaching than, than client work. Right now, it's maybe a little more client work than the, than the teaching component. And, you know, my, my beginner program that I do is pretty easy to run now because I've already like developed all the content. It was a lot more work the first year in. So that's something, you know, I'm having to think about and something that was quite daunting because I know it's going to be a lot of work this first year of this intermediate program. But I don't know, like I really, I really like teaching. I, I always wanted teaching to be a part of what I do. And there are a lot of benefits I find to doing the two together. So I could elaborate a little bit on that if you want. Okay. So basically like, okay, even my beginner program, when I was teaching it, I felt like I learned so much teaching that program about the things that I thought I knew, but didn't really know about what I was doing. Like in trying to teach and explain something, even the basic things to other people, I'm like, oh, I, I don't, do I really understand, you know, like how alternatives work or whatever, you know, I don't know that I just, how, how well I really grasp this. So I just feel like I learned so much teaching that informed my, my clinical work. And also like my students would be experimenting and trying things and like telling me how it was going. So I'm just getting like a lot of this anecdotal from them about herbs that they're taking. And so I'm just getting actually quite a lot of experience from them. And uh, it's obviously very like satisfying because people go and they run with it and they get excited and they get bitten by the bug, you know, just like I did. So that's all very exciting. And there's a, it builds a certain amount of community, which I really like. And then, but then the other way around too, like the clinical work, it really puts me in a, I think in a unique position as a teacher that people really appreciate. You know, my students know that I'm a practitioner and I'm doing this with clients every day and I'm bringing stories from my clinical practice into my teaching all the time. And so I feel like there's a richness there in terms of, in terms of what I have to offer my students by bringing in my clinical experience. And actually, that was one of the things, even with this intermediate program that I was quite, you know, feeling a little nervous about. I was, you know, this question is kind of like this imposter thing, like, oh, am I really qualified to do this? I've never taught at this level. Like Ember, who I'm working with, they are more experienced in the teaching department. They taught at the, at the Vermont School of Integrative Herbalism for a couple of years. So they have more experience teaching at this and, and like practitioner level as well, whereas I didn't. And so there was a little bit of that nervousness around like, oh, can I, can I, can I do this? And then also just in general, like, you know, what do I have, you know, 
yeah, what do I have to offer my qualified? There's all these other schools out there. And, you know, you, you, you gave me this, this, you encouraged me, Camille, when we talked about this and it's true. And like, the more I reflect on it, the more I, I see how true it is that, uh, there's a lot of people out there teaching that are not practitioners and have more of an, you know, they'll have personal experience, or maybe they were a practitioner a long time ago, or they have an academic understanding or a research focus or whatever it is. And that's great. But, but there, there's something quite unique that practitioners have to offer if they decide to teach in the sense that we're really living this every day and really have that hands-on personal experience with the plants, working with people. And that's pretty, pretty invaluable for people that want to learn how to use the plants as medicine. So maybe I'm going on about this a little much. Maybe it's partly to, to pet myself up and to remind myself of that truth. Because I work like I've never taught in a school. My own path for becoming an herbalist was sort of a little windy. Like I cobbled together my training from various different places. I didn't go to a big institution. So it's a very foreign environment for me, like thinking about what goes on there. And maybe in some ways I think like, oh, that's, you know, more some kind of higher level of professionalism than what I have to offer. But I, I think that's just in my mind. Like, I don't think that's actually true. The more that I think about it and the more that I talk to other people about it and about their experiences at those places. So I think, I, you know, we have a lot to offer as practitioners if we also, if we also teach. And the other thing that I, that, I, that I should mention is that I got a lot of clients for my students. So that's, that's a, it's kind of a great way to get clients there. there you, you know, you obviously develop rapport and trust. And so, and the other way around, I got students for my clients. So the two feed into each other uh, really nicely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I do think, I mean, I've said this over and over again, but I do think there's a lot of, there's so much value in the clinical experience that real, you really can't get around that with book learning. And, you know, and there's, there's really no shortcut to that. And so I do think there's a lot of value. And, I, you know, I know you mentioned also that just in your physical neck of the woods, there, there aren't any options for people who want to kind of go to the next level. And so I think that's, an, that's another strength of your program, your new program. So speaking of that, I wanted to talk to you about some of the things you're really excited about with this program and also see if you could reflect on some of the bits that are scary, some of the challenges of working with someone else versus doing it on your own. If you wanted to share anything like that, that might be helpful for other folks to hear. Yeah, I was thinking about this. It's funny because I think they're like the same things. That I'm excited about and the things that are the most challenging. Yeah. Some of it I've touched on already, so I'll I'll, I'll go over it and, and see what, what new things I have to say. But uh, obviously, one of the things that I'm super excited about is just like working with someone else on a program. Like one of the things I was not, I knew it was going to happen, but I was not necessarily prepared for in terms of my experience of it. When I shifted my work more fully into my herbal practice was the amount of time that I would spend working on all by myself in my office in my home office. Yeah. I used to work at a company, you know, in a team of like 15 people that I saw every day. So in in, in my past life. So it it was quite a shock. And I, th I thought I was going to love it. And I do love it in a lot of ways. But there are certainly days where it feels really hard. Like I'm a relatively interpersonally motivated person, like other people motivate me when I'm working with others. So I do find it harder to stay motivated when I'm just working all by myself. So it was like, it has been a truly a breath of fresh air to, to be able to work with someone else and have that accountability and like bouncing ideas off each other and just, you know, 
obviously working with someone that you, that you, you know, have a good vibe with and a good relationship with, which we totally do. So, uh, so that's been really, really great. Like I've really appreciated that aspect of it for me. And also, you know, it comes with its, its own challenges. Like we just had to make sure in developing this program that we were aligned. There was like a lot of things to get aligned on, like in terms of our values, our teaching style, you know, we're, we're going to be teaching different modules of this. Is it going to like work well together? Like herbalism is such a such a diverse, what, what, what do I even call it? Such a diverse field. I don't know. <laughs> no, such a diverse field. People practice in so many different ways. And it's, 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 there's sometimes feel quite divergent, like different worlds even. And so we had just had to make sure that, that we were going to be compatible. And, and we are like, we, we, as part of the lead up to the program, we taught a class together and it was great. It was great. We like bounced, you know, back and forth and it went super well. So, but we had to figure that out. We had to make sure that was okay. Then there was like, you know, like how much are we going to charge and how much do we want to make? Like kind of like the financial back end stuff, like to make sure we were aligned on like that kind of stuff. And, you know, that also was like a discussion, you know, I, I think like Ember and I have like different backgrounds, like uh, in terms of just like where we're coming from, like Ember has a real social justice focus to their practice and offers a lot of discounts. And I'm, you know, I'm also passionate about social justice, but it's, I wouldn't say I'm like as focused on it in my clinical work. And, you know, I've got three kids and a family. And so that was just like a discussion that we had to have in terms of like, how much are we needing to earn? And it was actually a really good discussion. And we like aligned quite nicely on that. And so I'm actually quite excited about it because in this program, we are going to be offering some reduced rates for, for people that are low income and BIPOC and it's not something I've done a lot of before, but I'm excited to do it. And we've structured it in a way that it's still going to sustain us. And so, so that's neat. So we, but that was like a big, you know, discussion that we had to have. So, so I guess that is, I'm excited and that was exciting and challenging. What's another thing? Well, I guess I've already mentioned about like teaching at a higher level that I felt a little intimidated by the course material and also a little bit by Ember because they have a lot more experience teaching at this level. But it's, it's another area where I just feel like, I don't know who, who, where this quote is coming from, but it's kind of a famous one about like, you know, if you want to improve at something, just surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. So I'm living that, I'm trying to live that philosophy because I feel like already it's been great. Like I've just, so again, challenging, but also exciting. Like I'm, I'm able to sink my teeth into areas of herbal medicine that maybe I'm a little rusty on. And so I'm going to have to learn a bunch of things. So it's part of my own professional development. And I'm excited about that because you do sometimes get into ruts. And so this is an opportunity to learn about new things that I'm passionate about and put that into my teaching. So, so yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. Like this nutrition aspect, I'm, I'm really quite, quite excited about. Yeah. Oh, another thing I should mention, and maybe this goes back to our previous piece about how it interacts with my practice, but also something I'm excited about, you know, it's worth mentioning that like doing like a program like this offers a certain amount of financial stability for the year. So just from like a business standpoint, it's like, oh, okay. So it's just kind of like something like a foundation upon which like other things can build. Cause like, you know, we, we, we do the registration at the beginning of the year and then it's done like for the year, like it's, it's, it's set. So whereas, you know, my clinical practice, you know, it goes up and down. It's still a little bit of feast and famine where I'm at with it anyways, in terms of like having months that where I have more clients or less clients. So it's just a nice balance. So that's, that's a nice thing about teaching in general, this program and, and my, and my other program. Yeah. Oh, another challenge, I guess. Sorry. Should I, can I go yeah, on a little? Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Uh, one, one other challenge or thing that I was a little daunted by is of course, you know, 
marketing it and like, can we get the number of people that we need? Like this program for this area, it's unusual. Like it's an opportunity because it's not really being offered, but it's not like people aren't used to paying, you know, this kind of money for a program of this scope around here. So it's kind of a something new, I think, for the community also to wrap their heads around of like, oh, this is a cool thing being offered, but oh, wow, it's a big investment and a big commitment. So there was a little bit of, you know, nervousness around, uh, yeah, are we going to be able to find these people? And I think that's just something like you just really don't know until you try. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can, you know, we, we have obviously done things, you know, we've like done a couple of webinars and like put up a ton of posters and, you know, done various things to, to, to work on that. And also like in our, like, we've just been kind of smart about like not putting too much work into it until we know that we're going to, that it's going to run. So just, just being a little smart about that and not like designing like every little detail about it in advance. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what, so far, I know that we haven't gotten to the end of the registration period, but what do you think has been working well in terms of the promotion and the marketing so far? Like what, what seems to be. So I, so we actually started promoting this program quite early. So we, we started promoting it in August. So registration closes in two weeks. And we were both teaching at a live event in, in our area here. And uh, we made some flyers. And at that event, we did like a Q&A session. We just, just announced we're going to be doing this program. So we did that and we got people to sign up for an, an email list, like to, to know more, like a waiting list. And so we had that. And then we had a waiting list on the website. Like we had like kind of a splash page of like this program is coming and like sign up to be the first to know, you know, when more information is available. So we actually got quite a few people that signed up onto that waiting list. And then probably the biggest, best thing we did was doing this webinar or like online class, which was, we did a class on herbs for winter wellness. And, but it was paired with like that was that the last part of the class would be about this program and would be like a bit of a Q and A on that. And we had quite a lot of people sign up for that and a lot of interest. And that's where we learned that like, there were people that wanted to do it online, but not in person. And so I think that has, was quite good. And, you know, we had a lot of follow-ups from that. So those were valuable. I'll say probably the, like the most valuable thing is that we're also drawing from our pool of students from our other programs. Like that's probably like the number one area where students are coming from. So I think that's worth mentioning is that having the beginner program is, has been extremely useful for getting a few people to come on over to this, to this, you know, the next level. So that's been useful. I think the posters have been great for generating interest. Like in my area, it's a very word of mouth kind of area and very community focused. So, so like physical posters are actually, did generate a lot of interest. Like I see people around town, they're like, oh, I saw your poster, your programs look great. So I know it's at least getting the word out there that it exists. But in terms of like people signing up, I think it's a big step from seeing a poster to signing up for a program at this level. So they need more more. So we've been trying to offer more things like this webinar. We're doing another Q&A next week. We put a couple of free classes on the website, like just like as an example, like here's, we did a class on burdock and a class on dandelion so that people just could just get a feel for what it's going to be like and like what we're like. Mm -hmm. So that's what we've been doing in terms of, yeah. So just to clarify the class, the webinar you did earlier was free. And then it was, it was said, it was marketed as, you know, we're going to talk about winter wellness. And then we're also going to talk about this program. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And we were clear about that. It wasn't like, 
purpose for winter wellness. And then, you know, at the end of like, oh, by the way, this is secretly to tell you about our program. Like it was, it was all very upfront. Yeah. And, and then we're doing a, like a, the, the, another class next week, which we're anticipating to be smaller and more focused on people that really want to be in the program. It's called, so you want to be a herbalist. And it's about just like the different paths to being an herbalist and sort of our paths and how we got to be, you know, doing what we're doing and all the different things that can, ways you can go with it and then how our program fits into that. Yeah. Fun. So I realized I didn't ask you how much does the, how much does the new program cost compared to your old program? Your, not your old program, but your your beginner level. Like what are, what are the costs, price points for those two? Yes. So the, the new program is $4,000, dollars $3,950 or something. U- like U.S. That. dollars or Canadian dollars? Canadian dollars. Canadian, Canadian dollars. dollars. Canadian dollars. So I don't know what the conversion is. It's probably like 3500 or yeah. 3600 or something like that. We have to charge tax, which is really because we're not like a, a school, like a registered with the government institution, which they wouldn't have to charge tax. So I wish there was a way around that. And maybe we will still try. Maybe there is something to look into legally. But but anyway, so that's that's the cost of of this program. And then my beginner program is twelve hundred dollars for the for the 10 Sunday a month program. And I've kind of inched it up. Like, I think the first year I did it, I only charged nine hundred. But but I've sort of been increasing it a little bit, you know, with inflation, especially and all that. Yeah. So so and it was, you know, you learn the first year how much it takes to do it. And so inevitably you underestimated. Mm-hmm. It's, so it sounds like it's about sort of by educational hour, it's about the same. It's just this new program is a lot more hours. Yes. It's more or less the same if you break it down by educational hour. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Fun. So the registration <laughs> ends in, in a couple of weeks in the middle of February, and then you'll be starting in the spring. Is that right? Yeah. Registration ends. Yeah. February 15th is the registration deadline. And the first class is in May. I don't have the exact date, but it's May. The first weekend in May, May 6th, I think is the first date. And then we go from there. (laughs) Fun. All right. Is there anything else you wanted to share with people who are, you know, thinking about teaching, perhaps putting together programs, anything you think would be useful before we wrap up? Gosh, I think like, for for anybody that's thinking about teaching, I would say just go do some teaching, like anything, If especially if you're kind of nervous about, you know, getting up in front of groups of people, like you can start small. Like I started just doing herb walks and it's just a, you know, depending on where you're at with it, like in terms of your comfort level, like there's, there's many ways to teach and, you know, you can do a short little webinar. You can do herb walks. You can start with something super low-key and informal and just going into, there's lots of places that will want to have herbalists speak to them. So you can like go into garden clubs and stuff like that. So there's lots of sort of low, lower, I should say, getting up in front of a group is is never easy. I know, but like lower, kind of lower stress, entry-level ways to like just get into it and see if you like it. And then, you know, you can work up to the, to, to doing bigger programs. I, I would just say like, for me, it's been so rewarding. Like it was, it's probably, I don't know if I'd say it's been more challenging than my clinical practice. I think it's been equally challenging, but there are definitely times where I felt like, oh, this is just too much or the amount of work I'm putting in. Like it just, I don't know, there were times where I felt somewhat defeated by it, but it's always turned out so well and it's so rewarding. And I feel like the, 
the energy you get back from your students is really not something I really anticipated and, and really feeds me in a lot of ways and keeps me going. Whereas I feel like with clinical work where it's also it's very rewarding, but you know, you're working often with, depending on the type of work that you do, like you're working often with people that are in really difficult situations and it can be very challenging and, and exhausting. And, and rewarding at the same time. And so this is just like a different way that it's rewarding where people are, are, uh, are just getting really getting excited about what they're learning and they're sharing it with their friends and they're, so I don't know, it's just, I find that aspect quite rewarding and fun. And so that's why I really like doing it alongside the clinical work. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us about this. I think it's so helpful just to hear the models that other people are using and, you know, kind of a little bit of the behind the scenes info. So if people want to learn more about you or either one of these programs, how could they find out more? Okay. Well, if you want to learn about all of the information is on my website. So you could go to my website, which is orenherz.ca, O-R-E-N-H-E-R-C-Z.ca. And the you can know you can navigate to the various things that I do. But we also have a website for this new program, which is maritimeherbschool.com. So just maritime herb school, one word, just like it sounds.com. And all the information is there. Great. And you're in case anybody's interested in your upcoming webinar about paths to kind of into becoming an herbalist, do you have the details of that? I can include it in the show notes if you don't know them off the top of your head. Yeah, it's been like a Zoom link to register and that's it's it's gosh it's not super obvious how to find that because it's it's on it's on like a facebook post and in my newsletter but maybe i could send you the to put in the show notes it's just a zoom link to register for it yeah that would be great and i'm, I'm assuming it will be recorded in case somebody is listening after after yeah. it happens they could get the recording in the same totally, fashion they could totally get the recording absolutely yeah yeah cool all right. Well, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us. And uh, hopefully people can go find out more on your website if they want to have more details. Great. Well, thanks for having me, Camille. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to In the Clinic with Camille. Hey, did you know that I write a weekly practitioner note for herbalists and nutritionists. If you would like to get that in your inbox, you can sign up at camillefreeman.com newsletter. Love to have you join us there.